I'm Alan Lido for 91.3 WUKY, Lexington's NPR news station. Today is Memorial Day, a time when we pay tribute to the men and women who paid the ultimate price in defending our rights and freedoms. The Louis B. Nunn Center for Oral History in the UK Libraries has a vast collection of stories from military veterans and their families. And today we want to welcome in Center Director Dr. Doug Boyd for a powerful edition of Saving Stories. Hello again, Doug. It's good to be here. What have you got for us today? We interviewed Judy Elbring-Hartline on June 10, 1985. She was from Paducah, Kentucky. She earned her nursing degree in 1966. After that, she joined the Army as a nurse and served two tours in Vietnam. Following her first tour, she returned back to Paducah, but when her brother had been drafted and deployed, she decided to return to Vietnam for a second tour. In this clip, she gives us a glimpse of her first impressions when she returned back for her second tour. You could see the help that you were giving making a difference. Now, we had to see the help happen fast because people were moved in and out very, very rapidly. The transport system, I think by the time I was there, the transport system had been vastly improved, and medevacs were beginning to be very skillfully handled. There was a medical service corps which, which spe- specialized in administrative sorts of duties, and these people got very, very sharp at being able to set up, bring in, load up, and send out large groups of, of casualties either to Clark Air Force Base in the Philippines or to Japan or any one of a, of a number of, of places. And um, so, so I didn't always get to see people heal <laughs> exactly, but I could see an immediate difference in, in my treatment to them. And my, uh, the scope of my duties was, was broad. During her second tour, as you can imagine, she had some very powerful experiences. I mentioned that part of her motivation to go back was the fact that her younger brother was being deployed and she wanted to protect him. Well, her brother was seriously wounded when his crew was shot down in a helicopter and she had the horrific duty of treating her own brother. I I galvanized myself into action and just said, all right, here's the thing that you have come to do. You're going to go do it. I'm deadly calm, I think. And flew up there and boy, oh boy, to see him injured to see this little kid I had teased so mercilessly when he was a child, to know that he was mortally wounded. He had a very bad chest injury and had a chest tube in and a great large gallon jug of blood beside him that was leaking out. I mean, this, this was my baby brother. It was when we talked, though, that, that John um, opened up and I think finally realized maybe for the first time, how close to dying he had truly come. And then he began to tell me what had happened and how the tail rotor had been shot off and they were going in to try to take some people out to get them to safety and crashing into the trees and seeing the trees spinning up on his side of the aircraft. A number of things didn't happen that that could have. The branches didn't pierce the gas tank. The branches didn't pierce him, but once in the chest. Uh, the helicopter didn't explode on impact when it fell from the trees an additional few feet to the ground. There's just all manner of things that happened that needn't have in this. He told me these things. I hadn't ever seen my brother cry since I'd used to make him cry when he was a small boy. And he cried. He lived. And he wasn't so sure he was going to. We're featuring this oral history interview in honor of Memorial Day. 
Memorial Day honors those in the military who served and did not make it back. As a nurse, Judy Elbring Hartline offered an important perspective on loss of life. At this moment in the interview, she's asked about the triage process for the wounded soldiers who they knew were not going to make it back. To see a young man with an injury that was called terminal, to know that he was going to be put off behind a a curtain and left untreated because he would most surely die of massive injuries. Oh, (laughs) you ache to want to get in there and do something. And the first few times it happened, well, I wonder, I think probably every time it happened, I'd go and peek behind the curtain and, I don't know, sometimes I'd just pet their heads just because it it seems such a horrible, lonely thing to have happen. Um, there's more haunting, I guess, from, from those people, from the ones who really just did not have a chance and for whom we could not do anything. And, Doug, this is just a sliver of that two-hour interview. And there are many other interviews in our collection that are equally as powerful. And they're all available online. We have many oral history interviews with veterans ranging back to World War I, all the way to the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, many of which are online at KentuckyOralHistory.org. Doug Boyd from the Louis B. Nunn Center for Oral History in the U.K. Libraries has been our guest again on Saving Stories. Thank you. Thanks for having me.